Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Daily Draft Report. It's Monday, the week of the draft. I'm so excited to draft you. Draft you, draft you. Now it's time to start watching draft day on repeat. Drive my wife crazy. Wait, never mind. Let's not do that quite yet. I'm gonna try to wait till Wednesday to watch draft day, even though it's like the worst movie in the world. I still got to watch it this week. All right, today's we're going to go back to the defensive side of the ball for one of the top defensive players in the class. We one of the few defensive player guys left that I have that I really wanted to cover. Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M. He was a senior, six foot two, one hundred and ninety eight pounds. And my special guest is a fellow Dynasty nerd, John Glosser. How you doing, John? Uh, very good, Dwight. Thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely, man. We got to get us nerds together, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. We're like the we, we. I think you and I carried the profiles this year, so. The IDP profiles written. I think we've written probably seventy five percent of them. So, <laughs> yeah, we had a nice yeah. little uh, arms yeah. race there coming down the stretch. Oh <laughs> yeah, going to get more. <laughs> exactly. All right. And as far as player profile for Antonio Johnson, he's a former four star recruit from East St. Louis, Illinois. Played seven games as a freshman in twenty twenty. We had fourteen tackles and a pass breakup. Started a nickelback for the team's Orange Bowl win over North Carolina. At a and then starting going into 2021, they had him in the nickel spot again. He played 12 games from there, but he did receive the team's defensive playmaker award. He had 79 tackles, eight and a half tackles for a loss, a sack, interception, five pass breakups. Super impressive there. I like those numbers. And then as a junior in 2022, he did miss three games with an injury, but we still named first team all SEC after leading the team with three forced fumbles. In only nine starts, uh, 71 tackles, five tackles for a loss, and a pass breakup. So really good tackle numbers there. And then as far as the combine, <laughs> pretty, it was okay. Four, we like the 4.52 and the 1.57 10-yard split. 31 verts, okay. 9-10 broad jump, yeah. But he only did eight bench reps, which is, I think I could probably do eight bench reps. <laughs> so that's a pretty pedestrian number for a, but he is six foot two 198 he's not a powerful guy so i guess we probably shouldn't be entirely surprised but still kind of a low number all right john let's get into the tape what skills does antonio johnson have do you think it will make him successful in the nfl uh i think i like the way he fits from the new age game the way the game is kind of moving to like that that big nickel i think antonio johnson is the type of guy that you want as close to the line of scrimmage as possible. Um, but I, I do think he has some coverage skills. You know, one of the things in the uh, the Nerds rookie profile I wrote down on was the the short area play recognition. Um, constantly see sometimes where he'll even come off of his man because he recognizes the play. He's a very smart player. Um, uh, you, you don't really want him too far away from the line of scrimmage as we've seen. Um, but uh, pressure off the edge, um, I brought this up you know, during uh, that rookie profile as well. He has a really, really good blitz off the edge against Bryce Young. Um, ends up, you know, kind of skirting inside the running back, beats the, the tackle off the edge, and, you know, forces an errant throw on like a third and long or something like that. Um, those are all skills that you kind of see from some of these hybrid nickel safety corners um, in the NFL these days and can really uh, create havoc for uh you know, opposing offensive coordinators and quarterbacks. So um, the alpha personality is, I think, the one thing that I like that I see about him is the, oh, you I know, love it. yeah, the, 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 uh, he's got that dog in him, you know, that famous meme. He has that. Antonio Johnson is, is kind of like that guy, you know, when you, when you watch him play. Um, he's not always in the perfect position, but, you know, you as a fellow offensive player, whether you're a wide receiver, you're a running back, or you're the team's quarterback, you, you kind of, you're looking where that guy is because when he, 
when he brings it, he's going to uh, let you know about it. <laughs> so those are, you know, some of the things I, I really like about him. Um, the usage from 21 to 22 were vastly different. Um, that was one thing yeah, that I kind of, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think uh, I have the slot playing over 600 sn- snaps in the slot in 21. And those were obviously his, his best coverage grade. Um, and then, you know, he played 110 deep snaps in 22. So uh, I think that kind of tells the story of what we're getting to and what we all kind of agree to when we watch the tape is I don't really want him deep in coverage. You know, we, we got some issues with, you know, him flipping the hips and, and things like that. He kind of gets beat a little bit more, whereas closer to the line of scrimmage in the slot, you know, that's kind of his bread and butter. I think that's where you would want him. And obviously IDP managers are not going to be too upset with that, you know, more chance to make tackles down there in the box and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's kind of impressive that he had that many that many reps from the slot and had 79 tackles. That's yeah. – you definitely love to see that. And those are the exact things I noticed is he processes things incredibly quickly and he sets the tone for that defense. I mean, incredibly aggressive, physical, does not miss tackles. Very good fundamentally, you know, balanced, wraps up the guys, pushes, you know, drives through them. Really, really, really nasty tackler. But not, you know, like a out-of-control tackler but a very good tackler. Um, and then he did show some, you know, in far as man coverage, I really thought he did well against tight ends, bigger slot receivers. He said he's not going to flip his hips and go with really quick guys, but he definitely stays, you know, he's not a liability in coverage by any means. Um, so what are some other things you see that, that you're a little worried about? Like what could hold him back a little? The, the Obviously the, the go-to here is the, is the big playability, right? When you're in IDP mm-hmm. leagues and you're yeah. looking for that scoring, you need the interceptions, the forced fumbles, even the pass breakups, you know, yeah. give you kind of a steady floor. He doesn't, he didn't really give you a ton of that at Texas A&M. A lot of it, I mean, we just spoke about the, the tape from 21 to 22. It's, those are vastly different roles. Um, I kind of sometimes default to the fact of like, in college, you're kind of asked to do one or two things, and coaches don't really are not looking for you to be as dynamic as sometimes maybe you offer as a player. So I think right. he was kind of uh, playing along Damani Richardson there too, another really good safety. That can't wait to break down when he comes out. But uh, you know that was one of my favorite safety tandems to watch. Is you know they complement each other pretty well. But um, yeah, like the 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 deep coverage stuff. Obviously, if you're looking for him in the NFL from an IDP standpoint, you want him to be on the field all the time. You know, whether he's a day one starter or not, you want to see um, him on the field. And if he struggles in deep coverage, you know, in the NFL, you're not going to be afforded that ability to always be in the same position. Um, So he's going to have to kind of be a little dynamic to cover some of the faster slots and obviously the bigger tight ends and things like that. Um, Some of the missed tackles that I didn't like, the usage went way or the missed tackle percentage went way up in 22. Um, A lot of that, I think, goes back to the him being as uncomfortable in deep coverage and when those balls get thrown out there and he's kind of out of place and the, the you know the hip fluidity and stuff kind of throws him off balance where when he's attacking downhill in the box like you and I both love like that's where he you know he's not as suspect to miss those tackles and stuff like that so um nice. def- definitely the deep coverage skills would probably be let's get him to the line of scrimmage can we start a petition for that already before he gets <laughs> <drafted>? <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> Because there's, um, yeah, I noticed the same things. The lack of ball skills is something a little troublesome because even only a couple breakups is not going to well, do well. And like you said, if he has trouble with these slots and even, you know, the athletic tight ends like Evan Ingram and, you know, like Kincaid coming in, you know, the guys that are a little more of a move tight end or whatever, 
if he struggles with those guys, he's it's going to be hard for a team to trust him in the slot. And then they're going to put him as a strictly strong safety, which I don't love him as much, you know? Yeah. So I, I could see him kind of having an issue with position, you know, like is a team going to move him around a lot, move him around too much to where he's not as good for IDP. You know, I kind of have a couple questions as far as that, but I think he's going to get you tackles. I think that's one thing. I mean, he's always going to have that. So he'll always have like a safe floor. I just don't know how high his ceiling is. So what will so see? You think he'll just be a slot corner in the NFL or do you think he's might? Uh, I don't know. I think he, he does have hybrid ability there. Um, I know mm-hmm. like we, the star slash money position, you know, with the, the fifth and sixth defensive backs that a lot of these defenses are imploring to kind of right. get your linebackers off the field when you you're forced to cover four or five legitimate pass catchers in the NFL, which is pretty much every down. Um, you're gonna, uh, I think he could slide into one of those roles, but I'm a little bit worried with if he just kind of lines up as a slot. I know as a run defender, he's going to bring it every time, but when you're going to ask some of these, you know, we get some of the NFL wide receiver ones lined up in the slot. So if he gets matched up on a guy like that, he takes off on a go route. It could be, you know, you know, he'd be on the bench pretty quickly. So um, I do think he has the flexibility to play a couple of those positions. I think as we kind of agreed on like that, you know, alpha in him is, I think when he does make those plays, it reminds you a little bit of uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, you know, he's kind of like in your face and, you know, that kind of thing. And like you said, setting the tone for the defense. So I think uh, that kind of stuff is definitely like, in his favor to keep him on the field, but we're going to need to see it on a NFL level of his usage and what he is. But I don't think he is single to just slot corner, or, you know, right. just, you know, box safety, whatever. Yeah. And even, I didn't even really think of this as a box safety. He's very small. Six two one ninety eight is, you don't want that type of guy in the box too often. You'd, you'd probably want a little 25 more pounds on him or so. Though obviously everybody's a lot bigger in the NFL. So it's just going to be interesting where he falls. Do you do you have a team you'd really like to see him on, or uh, the I believe the Steelers is like kind of one that I I went back to. Um, I know they have you know had brought in Keanu Neal. Obviously, they have Mika Fitzpatrick, but um, a team that's always predicated on getting after opposing quarterbacks and creating havoc in the backfield. Um, That's a guy I could see kind of coming off the slot or, you know, even playing, I don't think any IDP manager or analyst think that Keanu Neal is probably going to hang around for more than a year or so um, and really don't even know what his role is going to be. But um, strikes me as that type of guy playing in a defense like that. Um, Obviously what happened with the Cincinnati Bengals and and losing both of their starting safeties. And I know that they brought, you know, a couple in last year, but team that seemed to be always trying to get younger in the secondary. So um, those, those two teams are kind of uh, interesting. I think the one that I saw that I kept coming back to was the Packers. Um, obviously they need some help there. So um, he could kind of fit that type of, uh, that type of defense pretty well. And, and uh, you know, set the, set the tone. Yeah. I was routinely seeing him mocked in the first round. I'm, I'm not much anymore. Yeah. Um, now it seems to be more of an early second, mid second type, um, which definitely opens up teams a little bit, but I was consistently seeing him going to the Packers, the Bengals, and the Cowboys for some reason. It seemed like the three I saw a lot. I think if he goes in the second, it opens up to a lot of, you know, a lot of different teams. So I'd be um, pretty shocked if he goes in the first round. I'll be honest. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just it's just that type of safety class. <laughs> Whatever's back there is really fun, John. So 
Tell them to stop having fun without you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, well, I think, do you have a player comp for him? Or? Uh, I saw Lance Erlein comp him to Kyle Duggar. Um, that one was, uh, I mean, Kyle Duggar's a lot bigger, <laughs> I think a yeah. lot more complete. Um, but, uh, Teron Johnson was a weird one for me. Uh, they share similar size and build. I think Teron's a little bit more of a true cover guy, if you will. Um, but, um, even, even from that regard, that's just a kind of a guy that is built in, in the slot as a tackling corner. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I like the Kyle Duggar comp, if he's able to fit in a system that well, I don't think he's as versatile and as much of an IDP stud as Duggar kind of has been. Um, the big plays are always there with Duggar, whereas that's one of our biggest knocks on Antonio Johnson. So This one just kind of came to me. What do you think about DeMar Hamlin for a comp? Yeah, Actually not... very similar in size and versatility and Hamlin's coverage ability. I think I'm a yeah. little, I was like definitely like was a knock on him when he was coming out, but yeah. um but in a system that kind of allows him to yeah, be, allow, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. With the other, other guys, he's a guy that Antonio's a guy you're going to have to kind of, yeah, he's going to, there's going to be, have to be a system in there that fits around him and knows that this, at this point he's going to do this. And at this point he's stronger and at this point he's weaker, you know, and they just have to work together, which is something that, you know, these NFL teams do really well these days. And, it's hard to even call him a box safety or a slot corner because everybody just kind of moves all over these days, it seems like. So, and that's, you know, what it's come to. So, okay, I like it. As far, one last thing as far as IDP is, is uh, Antonio a guy you're targeting or? For sure. I think this, uh, you, you spoke about it, the safety classes, you know, <laughs> uh, I think we kind of classified it as like the, the safety class who can't tackle or something like that. You know, the the <laughs> yeah. missed tackle numbers seem to be the thing that we keep going back to, but um, I am targeting him. I think you're looking like rookie draft round five through seven ish. Like you're not going yeah, out of your way. Really. To, yeah. I mean, if a landing spot jumps off to you and you know, the Bengals or someone who really needs, you know, safety help is, picking him like early second or somebody trades up for him maybe that sways you a little bit to kind of go like late fourth mid fourth but i think most you know most managers are looking to kind of take some of those even you know long shot um you know offensive guys before they would kind of oh dip into the safety class so, yeah i don't so. i don't see even as much as i i like i like antonio i like branch a lot but i don't see either guy as being a guy to put up like safety one numbers you know just they're just not going to be those guys that are going to get 125 tackles and five interceptions or anything. You know, neither guy is, they're both very good, but I, you know, I think their statistical upside is limited a little bit. I think so. I think it gets hurt by the fact that we see some of these, you know, Kyle Hamilton, you know, locked in DB one and you see kind of his usage and and how it's not what we want it to be, even though he's a first round pick. So like um, that stuff kind of shies you away. And then you, you find a Jake Long Brisker or a Jalen Petrie, who's just an absolute, like come in and just absolute, you know, skyrockets up the, up our rankings. And you're like, you know, almost no draft capital there, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, Yeah, yeah. That's Skinner for me in this class. I think he's got the ability to do that, but uh, yeah. I'm not overly, I'm not overly invested in this class at all. As far as safety, thank you, John. Thank um, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, uh, find what you're working on, all that. Um, at Gloucester13 on Twitter, um, working with Dwight over at you know Dynasty Nerds. Uh, we will have 
our rookie rankings finally in there once um, these players get drafted and we'll load them in the dynasty GM. So you guys can see where they're placed among um, all of the uh, original rankings and, and where those are at. So we're looking forward to doing that. Um, hopefully going to pound out a few offense and defense um, mock drafts to kind of give you guys some ideas of uh, where players are landing. I know that's the, the biggest question that we get, you know, heading into rookie drafts. So, trying to make sure that, you know, all that data is available um, to the listeners so they have kind of everything that they need to uh, win those leagues because that's what we're all about at Dynasty Nerds. Absolutely, man. All right. You can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ, of this podcast, Daily Draft RPRT. I work over at the Nerds, and I do a little bit over at Campus to Canton, too, mostly behind-the-scenes stuff, though. Um, this podcast is part of the Campus to Canton family, so make sure you check out all our podcasts as well. Thank you all very, very, very much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. tomorrow.